pitch, day three, number six. Have fun. Let's go. <laughs> well done. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. You crushed it. A few weeks ago, I did something I thought I'd never do. Bring Good it. energy. Love the energy. Enoch. Go to the airport. I pitched the investors on my own show. And it was a complete surprise. The investors had no idea. If it's tushy, I'm going to kill myself. It's Hello. these yes. guys. My name's Josh. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to keep this one nice and quick. Okay. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you so much on the podcast. <laughs> it's a pass. It's a pass. It's a pass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Lisa. Did you know this? Did you know this was happening? No. Oh. I did not. I Come on, you were in on it. No, I was about to leave. Oh, Nuggy, you have to stay. Okay, yeah, hi. Stay so do I just start whenever? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Josh Muccio. I'm the host, founder, and now owner of The Pitch Podcast. Yeah. I'm Lisa Muccio, and I am the co-founder of The Pitch Podcast. Let me just pause the pitch right here. And yes, you heard that right. This is Lisa and my pitch to the investors on our show. But before you hear it, I want to tell you a story. I've been building this show with my co-founder slash wife, Lisa, for years. It started in 2016 when we hosted our first big pitch event at a studio in San Francisco. We found 12 startups raising capital and convinced them to let us record their pitch in front of five investors. Those 12 pitches became season one of the pitch. We saw real investments happen in the room. I think we do a $3 million valuation and we do the whole thing. Phil. $3 million, we do the whole thing. I can't. Julian. The company from that pitch, Fight Camp, is valued at several hundred million dollars today. That first season opened the door for an exciting opportunity for our show. This was back in 2017. And what we did was pretty unprecedented. We sold our show to a fledgling new podcast network, Gimlet Media. The rest of this story, you probably already know. We produced eight seasons of our show with Gimlet. I'm blowing so much money on this podcast, I'm going to kill you. It's all your fault, Josh. And yeah, the investors put a lot of money in the startups on our show. Over $10 million. And then Gimlet sold to Spotify... COVID happened, we had to stop recording new pitches, and this show went on hiatus. But then, in July of this year, plot twist, we decided to buy our show back from Gimlet and take it independent. Today on the show, we tell the story of Resurrecting the Pitch, a podcast that's been dormant for over a year and a half. The last couple months, they've been amazing and super hard but so much fun. And then later on in the show, in what will probably be the most meta thing ever, I'm gonna try my hand at pitching our company, The Pitch Inc., to the investors on The Pitch. And one would think that the host of The Pitch would be very good at pitching. And that's exactly why I did not want to do it. Even though I've never raised from VCs before, I knew that you all would expect me to be good at it. And if I failed, I was afraid the credibility of the show would be on the line. And that was nerve wracking as hell. But in the end, we did it anyway. And the best part, we completely winged it. All that's coming up 
in a hot minute. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This story starts earlier this year with a text from someone listeners of this show will know well, tenacious but gracious Jillian Manis. Love to catch up this week. My husband and I have an idea. It had been over a year since we'd spoken, so we jumped on the phone to catch up. I remember I was pacing around my pool deck at our home in Florida, as I often did during COVID times. Jillian didn't just want to catch up, though. She had an idea. I really think that the pitch needs to exist. Josh, is there anything we can do to help um, with Spotify or really anything else? Legal, funding, whatever you need, whatever it takes, we're in. We need to bring the pitch back. We were already working with Gimlet to buy the pitch back, but this was critical for us. If we were going to successfully relaunch the show, we would need Jillian and the other investors to be bought in. But was she the only one? We started calling around to the other investors, Phil Nadell, Charles Hudson, Elizabeth Yin, and one by one, they said unanimously, yes, if you buy the show back, we'd love to be part of it again. This is a big commitment. The investors on our show fly to whatever city we're recording in on their own dime, and they spend two to three full days recording new pitches with us. People are often surprised to hear this, but the investors on our show are not paid actors. So to hear them say, we're ready to do the show again for the first time in years, this meant the world to me and Lisa. And then, about a month later, we bought our show back from Gimlet, which was an incredible feeling. But also, we were on our own again, which was a little scary. And if we were going to bring back this show, we wanted to do it right. And to produce a high-production narrative show like this, it ain't cheap. You need producers, editors, sound designers, and that's just on the editorial side. We'd also need to handle sales and ad operations. So we put together a budget, and we started asking the investors on our show if they would invest in our new media company, The Pitch, Inc. Original, I know. And we raised $110,000 almost immediately from Jillian Manis, her husband Rob Chestnut, and Elizabeth Yin. That's actually amazing that you were able to get it back and continue growing with it. You know, I was also excited that you could be out there in the world again. And I think that this is great content that needs to be out there in the world for every entrepreneur to hear. And I think the show is really important. Yes. The investors on our show invested in us to help bring back the pitch. We wanted to raise 500000 in total, but we had enough to get started. So we booked a studio in Chicago for our first big recording event. Lisa and I started meeting with potential founders, and we brought on a producer and sound engineer. But there was still more to figure out. Like, how exactly would the pitch make money? 
Should we do a Patreon? Should we do a deal with another podcast network? Should we do merch or something else entirely? You know who's really good to talk to for stuff like this? Investors. So we called up each of our current investors and got their take on things. We even brought them in on contract discussions for a new deal we were working on. And there was one particular expert we wanted to talk to, investor Charles Hudson, in part because he said he wanted to invest in the show, but also he's someone we deeply trust. And we wanted his advice on this crazy idea we had. How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing? Things have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, very busy. We're just wrapping up our new fund. Oh, wow. We have a bajillion portfolio companies. <laughs> you know. um, it's it's a lot. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk of with course. us. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of objectives. We just want to like fill you in on everything that's yeah. happening at the pitch and also like find out where you're at as far as investing in. The oh, pitch. yeah. I need to take care of that. Yeah. I'm going to do it personally, probably not through Precursor. So, okay. okay. Yeah. We're, as we're supposed to say, you know, wrapping up the round the next couple of <laughs> weeks, <laughs> trying to figure out allocations through. Everybody well, keeps telling me to say that. And I'm like, that's what they say. Charles is going to see right through that. That is the talk. Uh, it, it's oftentimes it's true. Yeah. Awesome. So Charles was in. He would invest $25,000 in our media company. But while we had him, we wanted his advice on something else. Something we'd thought about years ago, but didn't seriously consider until a couple months back when I started checking in on the past founders we featured on this show. Many of those founders have gone on to build massive businesses. They've raised from the biggest names in venture, and their companies are now valued in the hundreds of millions of dollars. As the host of this show, I've seen the unique deal flow this show gets from all over the country and the world. We've taken that amazing deal flow and served it right up to VCs on a silver platter. And all we've done is make a little money on ads. You might be able to tell where all this is going. And this is one of the reasons we bought the show back. The pitch is starting a fund. Wow. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so what we really want to hear, or what I really want to hear is I want to hear your feedback on this. Like, are we crazy stupid? <laughs> or is this like just something that's duh, like we should have been doing this? Um, um, I don't do you think it's dumb. <laughs> I would tell you that that's dumb. It's definitely, it's definitely not dumb. Okay. I think the question is, does it, right now the, the pitch is very pure. Yeah. Like you bring people on that you find interesting, have a good story to tell mm. that are like within the realm of investability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like some of them are great. Some of them turn to be like great investments and some of them are just like great stories. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would just wonder if like having the fund would like, not explicitly, but like in the back of your mind, would you start thinking like an investor, which you already do. But I think like part of why I think people like the pitch is like people always tell me that like, we love the conversation. Like it's, it's entertainment plus education mm -hmm. is like mm -hmm. the, if I were to distill the feedback I get from people all the time yeah. and I would hate to lose some of the things that make the show great. And I think for these things, it's like, then the question becomes, if it's not, everybody gets an offer, you end up in these weird situations where if you do the picking, 
then what signal does it send to the teams that you don't pick? Right? Like what happens if you end up like doing the picking mm-hmm. and you don't pick people? Is that like a negative signal? Or what happens if all the ones that you want to pick, none of them say yes? And then you end up with this weird adverse selection where like the only people who take your money are the ones who like can't get it. it you, you, all of these models end up being like fraught with challenges. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, the flip side is it will make, it gives you this whole new line of storytelling, which is like after the pitch. That's and because you're investors, right you're going to have a reason to continue to tell that story if you want to, and you're going to have access to the company. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, obviously I'm excited to invest also alongside the investors on our show. I think yeah. kind of piggybacking on your due diligence and yep. your expertise is really smart. So I think for companies that we would invest in through the fund that do appear on the show, the show. We're part of, we would wait until after the pitches, yeah. like not after it's aired, but like after it's recorded. And while you guys are going through due diligence, mm-hmm. um, these provide some objectivity for a period of time. <laughs> um, if yeah. that's the if that's the focus, I would say it's more interesting because you're already doing that work and there's like no signaling and like right. it's a mechanism for you to, I would just say if you can do it in a way that doesn't, doesn't negatively impact the product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about what you think about this. We want to raise the fund publicly. And we want to let in people for as little as 10K. Yeah. Really thinking of the fund as kind of a, an access Community. point. Like you get in, you get access to the live stream, like yep. this was of the recording event. You can mm-hmm. give us feedback live. Um, but then also like, we'll then facilitate um, if, you know, the founder allows, like facilitate a syndicate on the deals yep. that they're most excited about. Yep. And so they can double down. And basically like 10K is kind of the price of admission yeah. to be a part of the, the fund. It's a country club. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a neat idea. I, I I think with this model of like, because you're going to touch so many people. And again, as long as you can keep it clean, neat and tidy, I think it's, it's worth exploring. Yeah. I also feel like we can kind of get out of the whole like we don't have to be the smartest VCs in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're you, just you very well might be. What? No. Well, no. I mean, like we just we're just leveraging our net network of people that are smarter and better, and like our value is the storytelling we do mm-hmm. on the show. Our value isn't necessarily all the other stuff that VCs typically provide. I can tell you, people have started venture funds with way weaker value propositions than what you've outlined. It's a good idea. Like, Okay. And do you need anything from us? Uh, no, I think I have to save. I just have to. I've been trying to get a bunch of portfolio stuff done. I will take care of that this week. All right. Thank okay. you, Joe. All right, you too. You. Looking forward Bye. to seeing you at the recording event. Yep. Same. Bye. Bye. After that conversation with Charles, we knew exactly how to structure the pitch fund. The fund strategy is simple. Going forward, we will co-invest alongside the investors on our show. If they invest in a startup on the podcast, the fund will invest too. If we would have employed this simple strategy in the past, the pitch fund would have ownership in an outstanding portfolio of startups that rivals many of the best early stage funds. And we were there. We found the founders, brought them in front of some of the best early stage VCs in the world. All we had to do was cut the check. Anyways, you live and learn.
But all that to say, we're starting a fund. And you need to know that because it comes up in our pitch. So in addition to planning our first recording event, raising another $25,000 from a strategic angel investor, and negotiating a potential partnership with a podcast network, oh yeah, forgot to mention that, we've been starting this fund. It's been a little bit busy, but it all came together earlier this month at a studio in Chicago, Illinois, where for the first time since 2019, we invited founders from all over the country and abroad to come pitch the investors on our show. And not to give anything away, but the recording event was a smash hit. We had over $900,000 committed to five startups over the course of three days. You'll hear those stories on the next season of our show. But today, you'll hear Lisa and me pitch the pitch. Okay, should we cue the investor intro music? Yes, I think we should. Hey y'all, I'm Neil Salz Griffin, Managing Director at Texar Chicago. Hey, I'm Jillian Manis, Managing Partner of Structure Capital. I'm Phil Nadell, I'm the Managing Director of Forefront Venture Partners. Hi, I'm Mark Phillips, Managing Director of 11 Tribes Ventures. Hello, I'm Victor Gutwein. I'm the founder and managing partner of M25. We had not intended to pitch the pitch on our own show. In fact, as I mentioned, I was actively avoiding it. But then, on our third and final day of recording, at the last possible minute... Lisa and I said, screw it. We would give our pitch to the investors on our own show. YOLO. It was so last minute that you'll actually hear two of the investors duck out early. We had no time to prepare, which actually helped with my nerves. But then we walked in the pitch room. That's when the nerves hit. Had I really not prepared anything? Lisa's legs started to shake. And then we launched into our pitch. And everything I'd coached the founders on our show to do the past seven years came flooding back. First comes the intro. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Josh Muccio. I'm the host, founder, and now owner of The Pitch Podcast. Yeah. I'm Lisa Muccio, and I am the co-founder of The Pitch Podcast. So we started this company back in 2016 because we thought, you know, Shark Tank, like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, that is not how these deals get done. And like, what if there was a show that truly represented how founders can close deals with investors? Something that listeners can learn from and then build their companies on. Having access to that information could be truly groundbreaking for so many people that don't come from that background and just don't have the connections. And truthfully, when we first started the show, I couldn't have told you that. I had no idea that that's what we were doing. I just wanted to make a cool podcast. And, oh my word, am I gonna cry? <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm not a crier. Um, and it's incredible to be here today and actually see that vision becoming a reality. As many of you have seen, this is the last pitch of the day on day three. Um, a lot of the com oh my gosh, I've got dry mouth. I need water. <laughs> <laughs> water. You've seen. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. 
so many companies have come on the show because they started their businesses after hearing our show and getting inspired and listening to someone else's journey and realizing I, I could do it. Like I'm going to take the leap. And that, you know, when you multiply that over the years we've been doing this is just, <laughs> it makes it all worthwhile. So I'm super grateful to be here today. Um, we've built this podcast over the years. There are hundreds of thousands of people, mainly entrepreneurs, investors, and tech executives that listen to our show each month. And we have something like 80 to 120,000 listeners on every single pitch episode we publish. Now, the last couple of years have been um, challenging, <laughs> but we come out the other side. Uh, a few months ago, we were actually able to buy our show back from Spotify, mm. take it independent, and I'm excited to announce to you guys today that on the next season of the show, we will be partnering with Vox Media and be one of their shows syndicated alongside Recode, Pivot, Prof G, uh, Land of the Giants, and other truly unrivaled business podcasts. But we learned a few things along the way. This partnership's a little bit different. Happy to dive into the details. But the next stage of our growth for this show is gonna be even more impactful than the last. And we're actually here raising a $500,000, I don't know, friends and family, we could call it a pre-seed, I don't really care. It's at a five mil cap. We've got some legendary investors involved and uh, I would love to have more of you along for the journey. And how much is raised? We've got 160. Yeah. And so how are you gonna use, what do you need this for? So right now, because of our partnership with Vox Media, they've asked us to wait to publish until February. And the terms on that are we don't get paid till 60 days after we start publishing. So really, we won't see revenue till April. So we basically have to get to April. We have to pay producers and editors and we need it for publishing. We just need it for production cost. Hmm. And so the deal with Vox Media, can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's... Um, <clears throat> It's so we have Julie, you don't have to act like you haven't invested. <laughs> yes, I'm an investor. My husband is an investor. And I have to say, in a lot of ways, we were kind of we instigated this a little bit because we called them up a bit ago and said, this is ridiculous. Uh, we've heard from so many people over the past couple of years saying I learned so much. This changed my 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 life. And uh, I've raised the guy who came in here. He said, that right after I heard the pitch, I was able to raise $250,000 the next yeah. day. There have been people who stop me in the street. There are people who come up to me who hug me. A grandmother hugged me because <laughs> in right, Safeway. Let's hear, about the, because... let's hear about the box. Deal. So I think well, that this is in the a, Julian hold story. Hold on, hold on, I'm hold on. That is the pitch for the pitch. That is the pitch, is that this has created an entire generation of entrepreneurs and even investors, which is why this the pitch is actually, I think, so valuable. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. not the Jillian story, Phil. Right. So let's it's hear the story about the box deal. Yeah. And Jillian, I know you have to leave to yeah, hop on I a do. flight. Yeah, I do. I do. But I wanted to hear from the beginning me. of it. <laughs> so <laughs> goodbye. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Bye, Jillian. Bye, Jillian. Love you, Jillian. What were we, what were we saying? The oh, Vox the Vox deal. deal. Oh, the Vox deal. Yeah. So they basically, it's an ad revenue deal. 
they handle all of the ad sales for the show, but they also handle obviously the distribution and promotion of the show. So they're going to promote us That's across awesome. the Vox Congratulations. Media Congratulations. It's exciting. And they don't give you yeah. any help with production at all. Not no. for the yeah, no, not for the podcast. But that's actually that's we could we, have done that deal many different ways. Yeah. We wanted to do it that way. You've got control in that situation. Yeah. We've got control yeah. and we have the team because of the relationships we've built at Gimlet over the past few years. Like Enoch in the back right now making everybody <laughs> sound so great. Attaboy, I mean, Enoch. he is so much of what makes the show sound amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So he handles the music, he produces a lot of the music. Anyway, I could go on so, about the team, but I'm curious because it's a you know a, a bit of a different business model. How do the two of you think about long-term exit strategies? Mm -hmm. That's a very popular question. I bet <laughs> I would say we I can't I, we don't have an answer for that yeah. because I think and I don't want to have an answer for that right now. We've seen what happens when we exit mm. to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've gone through this before, and we I mean, we're going to be super intentional uh, about what happens next. It would have to be yeah. the right. It's more partner. or less what I expected you to say. Really, yeah. it is. It's not. I don't think it's. Right. I actually think it's probably the right answer. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm gonna work on. Uh, a, I have to go give my cap, but yeah. like, yeah, I love y'all. This is amazing. <laughs> I've had the best week ever. So thanks, Neil. I'm in for something. Let's figure out what yeah. that is and like cool. make something happen. We'll talk right? later. I, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> later. We'll talk, but I know you're going to hunt me down. You know how to find line. me. Yeah. You know pending, pending terms. Uh, no, I hear the terms. <laughs> terms <laughs> make sense. Like you're in my price range. Let's get it. Well, how much is it? I got you. I got you. I love y'all. He's leaving. What's the minimum you'd invest? You talk cash wise? Yeah. Oh, you got yeah. something else? No, in no, Bitcoins. We won't hey, say, say, man. Bitcoin. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in for five figures. Okay. I like yeah. five figures. So we'll work on that from there. Okay. That's right? outstanding. Thank you, deal. Neil. That's okay. excellent. Dollars. Yes. Yeah. Good to see you guys. And what I wish every founder like, would do oh. when a deal happens. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's bringing all of his fantasies to life. Yeah. Oh this is great. Right. See y'all. See you, man. See you, Neil. Is it ad ad revenue and what t-shirts subscriptions? Okay. What do we got? Yeah, what do you revenue? What is the main? Yeah. Revenue? I know it's ads, and ad, then what else? Ad is revenue is big, and then membership. So if you think about a typical membership option that has tiers, you know, like maybe you have like your five dollar and your ten dollar, then maybe you have a fifty dollar tier. Okay, our top tier would be you're an LP in the pitch fund, right? So you get access to those deals. Then maybe there's a middle tier uh, where you get access to some of the um, deals that don't go live right away. And so there's like an SPV that happens or a syndicate yeah. on that'd, those that'd be deals. That'd the syndicate membership. Yeah. So. And then the lower, obviously the lower tier is just like your pitch plus, like Apple subscription type mm -hmm. membership mm -hmm. where no ads. Yeah. So look at no it that ads way. ads and then like is, a few is bonus Harry episodes. on the deals of revenue stream Ooh, as well? You stole the question right out of my mouth. Okay. Sorry to interrupt my own pitch, but for all the future LPs listening, Victor just asked if carry on the pitch fund would be a revenue stream for the pitch Inc., the media company. Meaning in five to 10 years, when the fund starts to make a profit, will some of that profit be shared with the Pitch Inc.? Okay, back to me. Um, like I'd be open to that. So far, people seem either interested in one or the other. They're either yeah. like, I want to be a part of the fund because really for me, like I want to, like a predictable return on my investment and I believe in you guys and the access to the deal flow is valuable to me. Yeah. Or they're like, 
I love the media company. I love the pitch. I want to help support you guys. So I want to invest in the media company. Yeah. So you're seeing it as two separate things. So the carry would not go at, right. right now. Yeah. I mean, if if there are a lot of investors who feel strongly about it the other way, we could discuss that. Well, I'm just wondering that. what the upside on ad revenue is for the podcast. There's not a lot of so, upside so on ad revenue. You think the, do you think the ad revenue is the predominant part of revenue? I would describe, I mean, yes. at start, yeah. No, well, thinking out a few years. So thinking out a few years, I imagine conservatively we're doing about 40,000 a month in ad-free subscription revenue. So that's places like uh, Apple. Apple channels, their subscription product. So for an ad-free version of our show, it would be $5 a month, for example. That same thing would be available on all the other platforms, including Spotify as well. And uh, so you think 40,000 a month from that and yeah. how much from ad revenue? About a million. A year. About a million a year. That's, in but that's what we're aiming for this year. Okay, I thought we were talking two or three years out. It's hard to say. That's we don't, a hard we don't prediction know to how, make. How, do you... how good Vox's sales team is. We know a little bit about what they confidently feel they can sell. And so I can confidently say, I think we'll be at a million at least um, in the next few years. You said that they'll have access to the historical library? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And what's the big vision? The big vision is coming up after the break. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies to fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to The Pitch. Victor just asked what the big vision is for our show. But before you hear my attempt at a response, I need to tell you about Stonks. Yes, you heard that correctly. S-T-O-N-K-S. Stonks. But I'm not actually talking about the meme. Stonks is also a startup. It's a website where you can watch demo day pitches happen live and then choose to invest. Right there on the website, you can wire the funds. Sounds like a cool idea, right? Okay, back to the pitch for the pitch. And what's the big vision? So the big vision is we're a media company that helps create the infrastructure for listeners to invest in companies. There's a million different ways that that can play out, right? Right now, it's just that information. They're hearing it. They can now go pitch an investor that much more confidently. Down the line, you guys have heard of Stonks, right? Mm -hmm. So Stonks, <laughs> what are you laughs, laughing about? Laughs. I, I don't have, well, like I, I would see sometimes this, what a serious venture investor doesn't think that that has is necessarily always the most responsible uh, or good fiduciary or 
yeah. I don't know what even the SEC will think long term of this yeah, type of, thing. Right. Mm-hmm. None of us would ever do a deal. Either. I get mm-hmm. invites on my calendar. Yeah, somehow they just from yeah. them yeah. and Spam it disappears, you. and I'm like, I never I opted yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. But so I don't think that's for a, a VC. Yeah. I think that's a bad comp. So we want to do something a little bit different from them. So what I hear the problem is other than just the fact that real investors hate them apparently, <laughs> um, is that a lot of the deals or a lot of the investment that they get at demo day doesn't actually follow through. I wanna say it's something like 10% actually ends up in the bank. So there's just a huge disconnect. And I've talked with a few people about this, uh, mainly Elizabeth Yin, I just think she's super smart. So I'm gonna go with her opinion, which is that- She is super smart. Yes. Yeah. So her thought is, that the pitches are too short. Like when you hear on demo day, when somebody just goes through the slides, that's a good opener. Like that's Mm -hmm. a good, oh, this is interesting. But like, you're gonna close the deal and get the confidence to actually wire the money in those follow-up meetings. And so the problem I think with stonks, and maybe there's more than this, but I think just fundamentally, it's that the pitch process itself, the pitch deck and the demo day process is not set up well for wiring the funds at the end of the presentation. Do you know what is set up well for wiring the funds at the end of the presentation? The pitch podcast. The pitch podcast. (laughs) I do know. Because you have a team of experts who are listening in, vetting the companies, providing that expertise that you can't necessarily have just listening to a one-way conversation from a founder telling you about their business. So you get that comfortability that you need Potentially, if you're you know interested in investing, you can get that confidence to actually wire the funds. Because you're getting people in real time, you're allowing others to participate mm-hmm. and be a part of that journey. And then they, can, I see your point, they can then make the decision for themselves. Yeah. I mean, what we want to build essentially is the, the layer that allows listeners to listen to the podcast yeah. and click a link in the show description that takes them immediately to something that handles that infrastructure yes. that will allow them to invest. Yes, yeah. That's cool. Down the line, we'd also like that link to take them to a podcast player where they can then listen to the pitch and invest without even clicking through to the link. Wow. And then other shows that have long form audio and you know feature companies and want to do either equity crowdfunding or you know 506C type investments in companies can use that same infrastructure for their shows. Because right. I mean, if it works for our show, long form, introducing experts, like it should work for others, other media brands that that have influence. So would you would you uh, still be using like the angel list or whatever backend, or do you hope to build your own? I think I would like to partner with someone first, like prove it out. Like just I I want to just be able to give people a link on an episode of our show. I mean, we have so many people listening. Like if we can just get the infrastructure to set up that page where they could decide to invest, we can test this out without having to develop the yeah. platform ourselves. The other question in my mind is, when you go from being this pure discovery and curiosity and kind of part entertainment, part serious investing, to then trying to drive, uh, if your revenue model is more based on having compelling things to invest in, it may shift how who you would bring on, it may shift you get to yeah. curate a lot more for like these investors might actually invest in these types of companies. Like it, it does, I feel like it might even push 
you know, you, like, you have an ad and then you're like, and make sure to like be excited to invest in this company. Like you might push the investing side mm-hmm. that might get on like, you have to have a lot of regulations on that, you know, because yeah. right now you can be like, this is an investment advice. And then basically eventually it's, this is investment advice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think there's probably a lot of, like, it's going it, to, it's going to probably tilt the flavor of the show. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's the very first thing that was on our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we not ruin the credibility of the show and the relationship we have with our audience. We are doing a couple things in how we structure things behind the scenes to try to help. I mean, one of them is if we're investing through the fund, for example, we're not investing until after they're brought in front of the show and terms are negotiated with you guys. And there's a lot of reasons why that works actually better for the fund. It allows us to see the relationship, see how these founders handle pressure And it's like a delay tactic that allows us to get in the same round and not make a decision right away while we watch the founder. Anyway, but I think going back to the show, it allows us to just be a little bit more independent throughout so much of the process. But then also, if you listen to me and you understand our sensibilities on the show, I don't like to push, push anything. Like I am here to be as neutral as possible. And even though I guess our incentives could change I'm just so passionate about this audience and what we're doing. And I'm more, I'm more passionate about, we're more passionate about it than we've ever been because of what we had to go through the past few years. And so I think everything comes back to our core vision, which is enabling, actually, (laughs) what is our core vision? (laughs) Uh, um, It's uh, empowering the next generation of entrepreneurs. And I think connecting capital to those entrepreneurs and helping that connection happen in more seamless ways and more standardized ways where there are less pitfalls is that all aligns in that mission. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I, I wish I could say anything other than just trust me, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think listeners of our show will hear that and say, yeah, I, I do trust that you're not going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I've, I've been a part of the show for a long time and, and I'm a passionate about it. I'm a big believer in it and especially a big believer in the two of you. And I feel like over the last couple of years, Josh, you and I talking, I feel like I've hopefully helped you think about other revenue channels. And, you know, I feel like I'm hearing you echo back some of the things that I've shared with you or some of the ideas. Absolutely. And so... I'm I'm happy to hear that, and I think that's so smart um, because I don't think that relying on ad sales exclusively is a good idea. Um, and yeah. what worries me, I, I didn't get a great sense of the numbers from you, but it still seems that you're thinking a couple years out that ad sales will still be the majority of the revenue, which is a concern for me and um you know i don't know if this is so hard for me you know (laughs) frankly uh i just feel like um by investing it it feels almost like a conflict of interest for me that that i'm gonna that hopefully if i'm still on the show even though i don't invest that uh that i'll feel uh that i would feel um, pressured or, or uh, 
I would have some pressure on me that I don't feel now uh, in terms of having to invest or should I invest or it's, if I don't, it's not going to be good for the show or the fund or whatever. It's bad signaling or, you know, I, I want to be free of that. So I, I, I'm going to pass on investing. A company that's predominantly based on ad revenue is just not what I'm looking to invest in. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't change how I feel about you guys in the show. Thanks. You know it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I hope you know that. No. Yeah. And I, I really would want you to invest if it would cause you to feel conflicted. Yeah. So I can be a little more blunt because I just met you guys today. So. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Bring it on. And I, I don't, I have nothing riding on getting invited back again. So, um, <laughs> So you've got a, you know, there's two sides to the business. Uh, as a venture capitalist, I don't really get excited about the potential for the more ad and subscription-based uh, revenue streams because I just haven't seen a lot of comps that have done really well. Yeah. Um, as far as like unicorn potential, which is like really yeah. we're swinging for those. Okay. So the real opportunity, which is bigger, is, is something around the investing side. Yeah. Um, it looks a little bit like, uh, you know, almost like an a, a emerging fund manager setup. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's personally interesting, but I, I there's even restrictions on how like the GPs of the funds I can see. invest in this. So there's just a handful of things. I'm like, you know, we're gonna be out. But I didn't. I I'm like hearing your whole story today and seeing it live has been it's has been inspirational i'm not surprised you let out a few tears because <laughs> i'm like this is like mm. your baby and yeah the whole story with buying it back bringing it back from the pandemic too and starting it again like yeah and then hearing about these people getting funded today and in the past and being inspired to be vcs and founders i'm like like this is more than i that's why i'm like don't ruin it yeah right. with yeah you know yeah you know whoring yourself out to ma- right. raise money for companies. <laughs> yeah, no. Thank you for saying it like that. I mean, I, I, we won't we won't whore ourselves out. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it's so pure and beautiful right yeah. now. Yeah. Thank you, Victor, and mm-hmm. that means a lot that you can see that yeah. in just one day of being here yeah. and with us. Like, yeah, that's really encouraging because. Mm-hmm. And there it's are other special. ways we can still work together on on the show and you on the fund as well. So. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not invited back. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> You're dead to them. This was your test. Yes, that was it. <laughs> You're dead to them. Uh, I get the, I get the last say of the day. Um, oh. Man, this is like a lot of pressure. Um, so this has been such a fun. I, I I've listened to it before. I've heard your voice an awful lot. So I'm you're, sorry. you're no, you're exactly who I thought you were going to be. So it's been perfect. <laughs> In the best ways. Uh, what does oh, that mean? Okay. In the best ways. I thought oh, I disappointed you. Well, wait. So for listeners, you have to tell the story. They're not going to have any idea what you're talking about. What story? That we, I was here? We just met yesterday. Oh, yeah. Okay. For on the Twitter. Listeners. So I, I really like the show. It's I launched my fund, quit my, quit my job three years ago to launch my fund, launched it 18 months ago. And listening to the pitch was a part of that process for me. Right? Oh, that's, and that's amazing. It is wow. amazing. Um, and just like learning and observing and... It's been huge. And so I hired an analyst and the first thing I told her to do was to listen to the pitch. So shout out to Christina. Um, (laughs) And so I had listened to Josh's sort of like five minute, like we're back thing. I don't know, a few months ago. You shared your email. I meant to email you, but I was on the road and I forgot. And then uh, on Wednesday, Matt Conwell posted a picture. I was like, oh my gosh, there's Josh. Here's the whole crew. So I sent you a message on Twitter. 
And then yesterday morning or yesterday afternoon, you messaged me back. And all I saw in the message line on Twitter was like, Mark, call me at, here's my number. And I really thought he was spamming me, right? Like who gives out their number on he Twitter does that, that quickly? He spams people. I was like, yeah. this guy's going to try to steal my social security number. But I, uh, And he, the day is still young. I know. And truth be told, we had an investor back out at the right. last minute yesterday So Josh afternoon. was hoping I could fill in. And yeah. you did. So I cleared some things and here I am. And um, it's been, I echo your comments, Victor. This is a, this is a special thing here. Um, we had just an amazing conversation over lunch with the two of you as well. I loved hearing those stories and just your vision for this whole thing. It's not a fit for our fund, mm -hmm. um, just from a, a media company perspective, ad revenue. So it's a pass from the fund, but I would like to invest personally. Um, oh, that'd be and amazing. I, Thank you. I really, you're going to try to pin me down on a number. I'm not going to give you a number today, but I <laughs> oh, really do want to be a part of this. Um, and, and you know, making an investment personally, and it's, it's going to be a very small number. But if you would have me, like, yeah. I believe in what you're doing. Thank yeah. you. I believe in the two of you. And I think stories matter. Yeah. I think the story you have here matters and more people will rally around that. So I'd love to support it how I can and would love to sort that out. So that's amazing. Yeah. And now I'm crying. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> amazing. oh yeah. my there God. So yeah, there we go. Well, thank you all for your time and yeah. for being not just for this pitch, you. but <laughs> yeah, it was great meeting you all. This was really fun. Thanks for a good day, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Oh, do we do the post pitch I chatter? Know, you guys talk behind us? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and yeah, there you go. Well, I'll put this After securing five figures, whatever that means, Josh and Lisa walked out of the room and the investors shared their true feelings. <laughs> Just kidding. Normally we would do that on our show. It's a listener favorite. But since we were running so far behind, we all went back in the control room, took a shot of Jillian's tequila, said our goodbyes, and everyone headed back home. A few weeks later, we followed up with Mark Phillips. And sure enough, just last week, he followed through and invested a $5,000 personal check in our media company. And Neil Salles Griffin, who promised five figures during the pitch, actually followed up with another offer. I have no idea your, your openness to this, but... How would 120K sound? <laughs> but it would be through Techstars. Yeah. I mean, Techstars Chicago, right? Yeah. It's just a thought. I was like, wait, is more money better or not? You're a good salesman, Neil. I like it. <laughs> you like it. I love it. We're still trying to decide if we want to do it or not. We literally just had the call yesterday. But if we do, that would bring our funding total as of today to $285,000, which is great. But we've still got a long way to go before we complete our $500,000 fundraise. I do think it's really interesting that every one of our investments so far have been personal investments from VCs, not an investment out of their fund. And honestly, that's what we need. Angel investors who actually like media companies who aren't afraid of ad-driven businesses. We need to find the investors who see the opportunity in the Pitch Inc. the way Lisa and I see it, not the other way around. Hey, what do you know? We do, in fact, know a few things about fundraising. Here's a reminder that no offer to invest in the Pitch Inc. is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on our show. But 
There is, however, an offer being made for listeners to invest in the pitch fund. Regulations have changed over the past few years. There's now something called a 506C classification that allows us to publicly raise a fund from accredited investors. So I'm excited to invite you, the listeners of The Pitch, to partner with us by becoming LPs in The Pitch Fund. For more info and to apply to be an LP, just go to thepitch.fund and fill out the form. That's thepitch.fund. You can also get in touch with me by email at josh at thepitch.show. Hey, you guys, it's so good to be back. After I got over my initial fear of pitching on my own show, it has been pure joy for me to make this episode. Seriously, so much fun. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as I did making it, but that's highly unlikely. The Pitch is made by me, Josh Muccio, Lisa Muccio, Enoch Kim, and we're very excited to welcome Anna Ladd to the team. Say hello, Anna. Hello, credits of The Pitch. Music in this episode is by our many stars, Boxwood Orchestra, Imagined Nostalgia, Graham Barton, and The Muse Maker. And our credits music is by the one and only Breakmaster Cylinder. The Pitch is coming back. Our next season launches in February. Don't miss it. Shout it from the rooftops. Use the telegraph wires. Print out posters. Just post them up all over town. Tell your friends. Steal their phones if you have to. And subscribe them to The Pitch wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us also on social medias at The Pitch Show. Bye for now. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.